You're listening to Karen Cataline as a regular guest host of the nationally syndicated Alan Nathan Show on the Main Street Radio Network. Now, the one who protects us all from prattling prognosticators and perfidious pundits. I say, America, stay out the bushes. Look for the union labels. And to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the government. From my cold, dead hands. I'm concerned that if we don't impeach this president, he will get reelected. It's time for the Alan Nathan Show. Here he is, the longest-running nationally syndicated centrist host in the country, Alan Nathan. Well, welcome to another edition of the Alan Nathan Show. I'm Karen Cataline filling in for Alan today. And uh, starting off this hour is Dr. Carol Lieberman, MD, MPH, that's Master's in Public Health to you and me. She's also known as the Terrorist Therapist and hosts both the Terrorist Therapist Show and Dr. Carol's Couch on voiceamerica.com. She's also a board-certified Beverly Hills psychiatrist and a three-time Emmy-honored TV news talk commentator. Hi again, Dr. Carol Lieberman. How are you? Happy New Year. Hi there. Happy New Year to you. Uh, Good. Well, yeah, and a lot of people are dreading the new year. Um, (laughs) I got a question for you before we dive right in. Sure. When When I hear... The terrorist therapist. I know you don't mean you're a therapist to terrorists. So what does it mean to be a terrorist <laughs> therapist? And what kind of therapy do you do regarding terrorism? What is a terrorist okay. therapist? Okay, good question. Um, no, I, I don't, or at least I haven't as of yet done, thera- done therapy with terrorists. I have certainly studied terrorists and their uh, mental state. Um but what it means, what I use it to mean is I have, since 9-11, been helping people cope with terrorism, cope with the memories of 9-11 and the collateral damage of 9-11, you know, physical and psychological and everything else. It's still haunting us today. And warning people about um, – I have been doing this for 22 years, um, being the terrorist ther- therapist. <laughs> Excuse me. And I have a podcast called The Terrorist Therapist Show. And that uh, warns people about the fact that terrorists are not done with 9-11, that they have always for a thousand years planned to um, take over the world, global jihad. And, of course, that is happening. And yet Americans do not want to believe that. We are so complacent, and we are in more danger now than before 9-11. There's no question about that. So for talking to people who are potential victims and those who have been, as in Israel and places all around the world, when you talk to people who already are terrified of it, maybe that, you know, you've been warning them, but after you warn people about things that they may feel like they can do nothing about, what, what well, do you tell them? What do you well, tell? there are there are things that they can do something about. Um, first of all, you know, making themselves as healthy as possible, physically and psychologically. That means attending to any kinds of uh, problems that they have in those areas. It means making sure that they elect people who 
are aware that terrorism is the major threat of our lifetime and don't do stupid things like well, that hasn't listen- been working out real well if you do <laughs> if I do say so when uh, the pro terrorist side of the aisle uh, wants to take their top contender off the ballot by illegal fraudulent means yes. telling people to vote uh, sometimes falls on deaf ears does it not well, we, it just means that we have to do that much more to make sure that the, the election isn't stolen this time. I mean, we have Obama running the White House, um, running Biden. Thank you for um, saying that. Thank you for saying that openly and honestly and his people. I, I say it as, as often as I can because I know, it's, I know there are a lot of people who don't want to believe that. But Obama was – Obama is the president who made me decide, yes, someday I think I will get a gun. Because I used to be sort of um, naive myself, and, and I always talked a lot about, and I still do, about violent media being bad, blah, 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 and guns bad. Um, uh, well, until, until mm. um, Obama became president, and then I realized, wait a second, we could possibly have a president who would be a danger to us. So, uh, let me just stop right there and let all listeners know that that you to clarify, you changed your mind on the Second Amendment and self-defense when Obama was in office. When you put those two together, sometimes people could get the wrong idea. So I'm just saying, I'm not, you know, a, I'm a lot sure of people. You, I don't know if I, you know. I'm, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Uh-huh. Well, I, I just want to make sure I'm understood. Um, right. I'm not saying that I was against the Second Amendment. I just didn't think of it as – I just didn't pay that much attention to it, okay? Uh, I wasn't like a big Second Amendment, you know, rah-rah person. <laughs> but, I mean, I didn't – I wasn't against it, certainly. But um, but I just kind of thought, well, any, we wouldn't have a government. <laughs> we wouldn't have It would turn against its would... people. <laughs> right. <laughs> you wouldn't do that. Would you? Right. No. <laughs> and then I woke. I woke up. Um, well. So anyhow. Yeah. So that's it. But the, but the thing is that we are in. We we are having, with the Gen X, Gen Z, um, we are having the most. We are having things that are that are bringing terrorists literally into our backyards. They have been right. taught since elementary school, not just Harvard, you know, presidents and all that. Um, there are lots of presidents at, at uh, universities and colleges, but there are also teachers at elementary schools who are um, promoting terrorism and promoting, it's all part of promoting hatred against America, you know, whether it's a terrorist or for some other reason, um, promoting hatred against America. And we now have the, the younger generations um, are, are embracing this. And, you know, we see that, of course, with the, with the protests, um, the pro-Hamas and pro-Palestinian protests. And, um, you know, they have been taught, it's, it's a combination of the schools, the TikTok, China, um, you know, there's, it's not a coincidence that China owns TikTok, communist China, and that they are putting, they are continuously putting things on there to damage American youth, um, including most recently the, uh, the um, so-called influencers who put on um, things about, put on Osama bin Laden's a uh, letter to America 2002, where he rationalized why it was good, why America deserved to be uh, attacked in on 
and of course they they picked out um, passages passages that related to anti-semitism and and an ally of israel and all of that i mean there was a lot more than that but so so our youth is are really um getting influenced by all of these things and are it's I, i call it not just a youth rebellion it's jihad from within you know what, Dr. Lieberman, uh, you know, among the many things that you could analyze, you know, I have a mental health background too. We have a lot in common, but I'm not a psychiatrist and we're both Jewish. Uh, to, how could, you know, you could spend a lot of time and you probably have analyzing the kind of teacher that would teach that jihad yeah. against his own country is good because, you know, he might get killed by a terrorist too, you know. And so what kind of nihilism is it that causes people to teach such hatred and bigotry against their own country and their own people? Well, um, aside from mental illness, um, it's this idea that they are doing something, um, you know, maybe they don't think of it as holy like the jihadists do, you know, to that degree, like religiously, but... Certainly, as they are doing something um, important for our country, which is destroying it. You know, I think that they're all planning on going to Epstein's Island after they've destroyed it. They're going where? Epstein's Island. That's the Uh. only thing I've come up with. Well, Um, we know what happened to Epstein, but I don't think he killed himself. Right. Uh, Neither do I. Neither do I. Yeah. Yeah. But it is really, it is really um, my my solutions, my suggestions. Yes, um, please. Are first of all, two twofold. One, an immediate suggestion. You know what we need to do immediately. That is get rid of all elected officials who hate our country and are doing things like opening up to terror, up to terrorists, and so on. Um, then fire the presidents and teachers at these schools who are promoting hatred towards America and terrorism. Um, you mean like the president of Harvard, who Obama helped to retain her job after she was caught plagiarizing and and uh, enabling more hatred yes. to, um, for Jews? Yes, right? yes. There yeah. are there are so many of these things that Obama has done behind the scenes. You know, he's coming out a little more now, but and then expelling the students in these colleges that um, uh, that are protesting like this. It's not about the First yeah. Amendment. And, you know, they say they don't want to expel them because they're on student visas. Well, go home. Uh, and then Dr. Uh, Lieberman, <laughs> tell everybody, forgive me. We just got you going. Uh, tell everybody they can find your your work so they can listen more to the Terrorist Therapists. Sure. Uh, TerroristTherapists.com. There you go. Nobody else would take that, that uh, mantle, so you got it. Thank you so much for joining us, as always. We appreciate it. We're going to move right along now. uh, And uh, when we get back, we're going to talk about cops. We need them. We'll be back. Moms, looking for some great holiday deals? Nintendo has what you need, like an offer on the Nintendo Switch OLED model system featuring a design from the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate game, a download code for the game, plus a three-month individual membership to Nintendo Switch Online. 
Or pick up the Nintendo Switch OLED model Mario Red Edition system, featuring a console, dock, and Joy-Con controllers, all in the iconic Mario Red color, and an offer on Nintendo Switch, which comes with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and Neon Red and Neon Blue Joy-Con controllers, a download code for the digital version of the game, and a three-month individual membership to Nintendo Switch Online. There's also lots of games going on sale this month. For more, go to Nintendo.com. Included membership auto renews after initial term at the then current price unless canceled. Not available in all countries. Internet access required for online features. Terms apply. Nintendo.com slash switch dash online. Offers available while supplies last. See participating retailers for details. Games rated E to E10 plus. Preparing for game day is critical, especially during football season when college sports analyst Joel Klatt spends more time on the road than at home. As a seasoned traveler, Joel has some expert advice for the next time you travel, whether it's to cheer on your favorite team in the biggest game of the season or visit friends and family during the busy holiday season. When I'm on the road preparing for game day, it's important for me to stay in a hotel that provides the reliable, friendly service and amenities I need to help maintain my routine. During football season, I'm traveling to the top college towns all over the country, and I know that wherever the next game on the schedule is, a Hampton by Hilton will be nearby. With the space to comfortably spread out and get a great night's sleep ahead of game day, Hampton Hotels are fully equipped with all the essentials to ensure you will always have a winning stay. And the free hot breakfast featuring signature make-your-own waffles will give you and your family the energy needed to tackle your game day. For more information and to plan your next stay, visit HamptonByHilton.com. What is dedication? I am the father of a nine-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy. And I find fatherhood both relentlessly challenging and relentlessly rewarding. My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night, and every moment in between, it really is so special. And boy, is it exhausting. One thing that I fear about being a parent is the future for my children. I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. But I'm also hopeful that the future holds a more inclusive and compassionate world for them. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Jason Derulo. I love that music connects to people all over the country. But unfortunately, so does something else. Childhood hunger. 15 million kids struggle with hunger right here in America. And yet, every year, billions of pounds of surplus food in the U.S. go to waste instead of going to the children in need. Feeding America is working to change this. The Feeding America nationwide network of food banks rescues this surplus of food to help provide meals to families in virtually every community in the United States, including yours. But they just can't do this alone. Join me in the fight against hunger in America. For more information on what you can do to get involved, visit feedingamerica.org. That's feedingamerica.org. Together we can solve hunger. Together, we're feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ellen Nathan Show. I'm Karen Cataline filling in. And uh, we have our good friend Michael Letts joining us now, CEO and founder 
of the Invest USA. It's not the, it's just Invest USA, which he will tell us about. A national grassroots nonprofit for providing police with bulletproof vests. Michael has over 30 years of experience in law enforcement, and boy, law enforcement is on the top burner of issues all around the country. Michael, let's thank you so much for joining us here on The Alan Nathan Show. Karen, it's always a privilege, and Happy New Year to you. Yeah, same to you, same to you. So so is it going to be the same old, same old in the new year with law enforcement, or is it something going to change? And by that, I mean... There aren't any ominous signs in law enforcement like, oh, say, uh, giving illegals the right to police law-abiding citizens (laughs) when they came here breaking the law. Uh, Talk about that, if you would, please. Well, that's what the Democrats are proposing to do because it benefits them. They want to grant amnesty, shall we say, and allow them to provide uh, back to the community. Of course, this is a phraseology, trying to make it sound great. With authority, with the... jackbooted thuggery, you know, <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Exactly. And allow them to uh, become either first responders, law enforcement, or serve in the military. And by doing that, they're automatically considered to be class A citizens, you know, and uh, a great example for the rest of the country. So the one yeah. problem with that, Karen, is when you your foundation is based on the wrong thing. Your foundation is weak, i.e. their foundation is they're illegal. They're breaking the law. And then you give them the ability to either enforce a law or to try to defend our freedom. Uh, you've got a very they don't even know ground. what freedom is. Exactly. They've been imported from countries that have no knowledge or understanding of freedom. And now and they're going to police that. people who do. And the other thing that causes tremendous concern because I understand we have tens of millions, so let's just be very blunt and be realistic. It's not a few hundred thousand. We've got over 10 million that are here illegally. And we have absolutely no idea what their background is. Right. So I'm going to potentially give a badge and a gun to somebody with a criminal background? Right. Uh, with a drug cartel background? Boy. Or a terrorist background. And remember, all three of those apply. We've had plenty that have crossed into this country with that background. Uh-huh. and allowed to come through without doing anything about it. So it is really just a very horrible foundation upon which to build law enforcement. I recognize we have problems in terms of they've done such a poor job of supporting our first responders, defunding them, criticizing, et cetera, et cetera. But the thin blue line is fixing the snap. But that's not the way you fix it, man. You don't put illegals in a position of authority to be able to Well, you to do if to. you want to prey on the public. Michael, if you if you want to import uh, brown shirts and uh, and people to terrorize your own citizens, then, yeah, you're going to import them and make them authorities that answer to a questionable government to help you do your dirty work. Um, I'm going to just ask you when you and so many law abiding American citizens have been. Uh, champions of law enforcement, of first responders. We we give them our homage. I mean, look at how Trump took care of the military and the cops. And if they're going to poison these groups like they have so many others, these, these uh, fine uh, institutions, how does that affect your support and helping them get bulletproof vests? 
Well, it has a dramatically negative effect on us because we've said this all along. I can't get you excited about protecting our protectors. If you believe that our protectors are corrupt, politicized, or weaponized. Now, you know, most of them are not corrupt. No, But agencies themselves have been politicized and weaponized. Fortunately, it's just on the federal level right now. But this is another attempt by the Biden administration, by the liberal left Democrats, to infiltrate that poison that's already in the federal system down to the local and state level by allowing illegals to be uh, put into law enforcement or the military. That is what you have said. That's their ultimate objective is to be able to control the American people, to be able to control the circumstance. And the more the people that they have in authority that will do what they're told to do is how they get that accomplished. Yeah, and you know what? You and I have been talking for a long time, Michael, and it's more obvious than ever now. Um, we, we, you know, a lot of people were called crazy for, uh, uh, for suggesting this. And we've seen evidence that we're going in that direction at a frightening speed. It is no longer really a conspiracy theory because they tell you, they tell you what they're going to do. They're going to make illegals cops. They're going to, they already opened the border, haven't vetted a soul. And uh, they're going to reward criminals and punish law-abiding citizens. I've been saying it for years and years and years. So with your background in law enforcement in these unprecedented times, uh, what what is something realistic? And please don't just say vote, because, yes, we all have to vote. We have to vote. But And, and I'm not saying don't pull your vote. But uh, the corruption has gone pretty far. So what? do you see as a way out of this uh, morass that we find ourselves in, in which we're David and they're Goliath? Well, we've got a number of things that we need to be doing, and I'm so glad that you asked, Karen. First and foremost, we need to make sure that we support the thin blue line. And what I mean by that, I'm not talking about the feds. I'm talking about local and state law enforcement and pick up where they're trying to destroy them, i.e. make sure they have the necessary equipment, the vests that they need, and make sure that they know that we as Americans support them. And what are some of the other better ways that we can do that? We need to make sure here that every person listening to us has a firearm. I keep saying this, but make sure they understand that you have a firearm and that with that firearm, you know how to use it. That's critical. So you're just going to be called upon And good training for being responsible with it. No question. You see, and once we begin to send the message, once the, I'm going to call it the deep state, once they understand and see that American populists are uniting themselves, and based on that, they are moving forward to defend our first responders and defend freedom, you're going to see a difference in how they begin to respond. Uh And that's critical. Yeah. Um, You've agreed to stay with us for one more segment because we didn't even get around to yet talking about what's going on in New York City. I mean, the New York City (laughs) cop, I lived in New York for 13 years, and the New York City cop is the quintessential idea of a cop, or always was in the past. And now they're getting inundated, too. Uh, and uh, 
uh, isn't that true? I mean, uh, our, our New York cops are getting overwhelmed with criminality. I think that's true of all big cities right now, but particularly in New York and your work to try and boost that morale with vest donations. We're going to talk about that, Michael Letts, when we come back, okay? That'd be great, Karen. Okay, great. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll have Michael back on the other side on The Alan Nathan Show. Don't go away. We'll be right back. This report is sponsored by Boston Scientific. By age 60, more than half of men will have an enlarged prostate, also known as benign prosthetic hyperplasia, or BPH for short. Symptoms of BPH can include waking up several times a night to urinate, a weak or interrupted stream, or feeling a sudden urge to go, all of which can disrupt daily activities. Treatment options range from behavior modification and watchful waiting to medications, minimally invasive treatments, and surgery. One minimally invasive BPH treatment option is Resume Water Vapor Therapy. This procedure uses natural energy stored in water vapor to remove the excess prostate tissue pressing on the urethra, providing lasting symptom relief while preserving sexual function. One study of 255 men showed a 94% overall satisfaction rate with the procedure experience. Here is Dr. Arpit Shah from Associated Urological Specialists to share more about how Resume Therapy works. Resume Water Vapor Therapy offers a minimally invasive solution for patients with an enlarged prostate actively addressing the issue by reducing excess tissue rather than merely pushing it to the side. This procedure can take a matter of minutes to complete in a single office visit. Patients can resume their regular activities within a matter of days and can experience noticeable symptom improvement in just a few weeks. Research has shown the long-lasting benefits of Resume, with one study finding that many patients have relief from their symptoms through five years following the procedure. As with any medical treatment, there are risks involved. Potential risks associated with Resume include but are not limited to painful or frequent urination, blood in the urine or semen, decrease in ejaculatory volume, urinary tract infection, inability to urinate or completely empty the bladder, and urgent need to urinate. Talk to your doctor about the benefits and risks associated with Resume therapy. To learn more, visit rezum.com. Dr. Shah is a paid consultant of Boston Scientific. He was not compensated for his quote within this audio clip. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, We'll probably stay together. Probably? (laughs) It's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, Okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. 
That's Dr. Dejana Figueroa, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny, when I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Glowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. China is flooding our country with illegal, disposable, flavored vapes marketed towards kids. Here's Fentanyl Fathers co-founder Greg Swan with a message for parents. Reuters is reporting that a new breed of vapes from China has confounded regulators while offering flavors like blue cotton candy to attract America's youth. With the possibility that these products can be laced with deadly fentanyl, enforcement agencies at the local, state, and federal levels need to get these illegal products off shelves. Sponsored by Fentanyl Fathers. I'm Maria Braus, Director of Media and Community Relations for Public Supermarkets. Every baby deserves the best possible start, but not all babies get one. March of Dimes is changing that. You can help us lead the fight for the health of all moms and babies. Join me and Publix to March for Babies. Let's raise funds and be champions for families near and far. Together, we're building a brighter future. Sign up for Publix's team today at marchforbabies.org. Welcome back to the Alan Nathan Show. I'm Karen Cataleen filling in for Alan today, and we are in the midst of talking to Michael Letts, CEO and founder of Invest USA, a national grassroots nonprofit for providing police with bulletproof vests. Michael has over 30 years of experience in law enforcement. He knows whereof he speaks. Thank you for staying with us today. Always a privilege, Karen. Thank you so much. Great. So let's talk about New York City police and what's going on in New York. Uh, it's interesting, and uh, but not surprising, that the leftist politicians in New York love illegal immigration until they send the the, uh, the unvetted illegals to New York and they can't handle them. And then Biden says, well, stay in Texas, you know, terrorize <laughs> them for a while. Not that all illegals are terrorists. But if they're unvetted, you don't know if they're terrorists or if they're not. So what exactly is happening in New York City? Well, what we're seeing in New York is really, as you said, happening all across the country. But it is New York serves as a primary example. They have, first of all, because of this whole defund the police, negative stigma, et cetera, lost over a third of their law enforcement, over 4,000. Oh, my God. Left. Really? Now, let me just be very blunt with you logistic-wise. It is unsustainable. Let me repeat that. It is unsustainable to be able to keep the city the size of New York functional. What I mean functional is semi-safe with that kind of statistics. New York City will collapse. It will fall if we do not do something quickly. The mayor understands that. So the mayor has chosen to part from the uh, idiotic platform of the Democratic Party, even though he's a Democrat, and has told the Biden we cannot sustain this. You either have to send more money. Now, here's where I get really teed off with the mayor. Send more money to help 
pay for the illegals. He should be saying, ship the illegals back, send money to help pay for cops to keep this city from falling uh, flat on its face. He's not doing that. He's asking for money, more money for the illegal immigrants alone. But well, right now, because they always do. That's yeah. what they always do. Give us more money that, and then Karen, we'll do whatever you want. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So because of that, we have the lowest morale we've ever had in history in law enforcement. They uh-huh. have a hiring freeze, no more additional cops, but not providing equipment to the ones that are there. So Invest is going to step forward, and we're going to get some prominent people in New York. We're working on that now to stand uh-huh. with us to say, you know what? We're going to donate active shooter vests. We're going to provide for your protection. And I want you to know that this protection is not just coming from New York citizens. It's coming from America. All patriots across the country rally behind, not just New York, but every other place is going to need them. We're going to stand with you all and fight back. And quite frankly, oh. we need to send that message very clearly to the federal government. Uh, yeah. Tell us what a terrorist, did you call it a terrorist vest, a what what kind of vest is it that you call you it? It's an active shooter vest. Active shooter. That's it. Sorry about that. Yep. An active no, shooter right. vest. But I'm glad that you brought in in that, that subject. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a hit at that one too. Please. You know, we've had a couple. We've had three terrorist attacks that they're not reporting over the last 48 hours. Yes. Talk about that. Uh, and, you know, and then of course they're trying now to scramble to backpedal. Oh, it's not terrorist. It's a possible suicide. Come on, I wasn't born yesterday. I've been in the game too long. You don't try to commit suicide by taking out a half a block with people you don't know. That is yeah. that is terrorism in and of itself. You're going to begin to see more and more of that. So why do we think we're seeing more and more of it? And why is the administration not doing anything? Why are they lying whole- about it? Or why oh. is the media trying to lie to Americans as they're in danger? Not that we haven't seen that in all hosts of things that are dangerous to Americans that the media is lying about. They're trying to get their narrative together because right now we're, we're facing a launch on another major campaign across the country. Very simply, we're going to be producing bumper stickers. I say bumper stickers, little window stickers. I blame Biden, exclamation point, because he's the cause of all this this threat to the American people. And they want the threat because they will then move forward as we're going into 2024 and decide that we need either martial law or we need to shut down our polling places and go back to mail-in ballots because of security reasons. So they have a vested interest in making sure that they control the narrative. They want to, they're testing it now to see how these terrorist plots are working. They're effective, but you've only seen the tip of the iceberg. It's going to really escalate. And then they're going to try to decide, oh, we're going to do something about it now. Of course, it's going to infringe on your freedoms. We're going to, will affect the ability to conduct elections. But that's all right. Never fear. The government knows how to handle this, and we're here to take care of you. Well, and we've always seen this a habit, a a pattern that we really have to just tell the truth about. And that is whenever a country, and sadly, even America, the great United States of America, is vulnerable, uh, becomes vulnerable to communism and tyranny, It is always to the benefit of the tyrants to create chaos, hate, discontent, desperation, government, please do something, please protect me. They're the ones that create the hate and discontent and the uncertainty and the uh, 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 instability. And of course, cui bono, who benefits? The people who create it benefit. Uh, They always do. They stay in power and they make money. 
Yeah. Just like uh, if you create all the indictments against Trump and then say, well, see, he's guilty, we have to take him off the ballot, you got to ask, Kui Bono, who benefits from having <laughs> indicted him? You know, and I think most Americans get that, but I think they feel incredibly powerless to do anything Thank about you. it because, yeah, you know, these people are, are very strong. And one of the things, Karen, I wanted to mention, we talked about it in the last segment, but I didn't uh, finish giving you my fault. didn't Please. finish to give you the points about what we as Americans can do. Yes. I want to encourage every American to do this. Not only make sure you're armed and that you're trained, but it is time that we as Americans unite and rise up. You said, what do you mean by rising up? What can we do? Yeah, every state. Well, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm going to define it real well. Every state and most every jurisdiction has either a state militia or police or our sheriff reserve programs. We need to deputize every single American that is willing to provide some volunteer effort to secure their communities. Well, that, that is, is a great idea, isn't it? Yes. That is a great idea. And aren't there a lot of uh, retired and retired military and a lot of people who who already have the training to be able to do that, don't they? That's correct. And when you yeah. do this, here's what happens, Ken. When you send that kind of a signal that Americans are engaged, that I'm willing to donate five hours a, a month, ten hours a month to help our law enforcement ride along, you know, whatever we use these reserve forces to, to be, to allow them to be deputized, and suddenly instead of a thin blue line, we become a huge blue line, uh-huh. federal government gets a quick message. You know, this is not going to be as easy as we thought, because you remember I told you from day one, their goal and objective was to destroy local and state law enforcement, not federal, mm-hmm. local and state, and then have the feds come in and take over. This mm-hmm. will will send the exact opposite message, and it will give, empower Americans to take America back again. That is uh, so, so wonderful and very uh practical advice. I think we've been seeing that for a long time is the massive power is always about um, controlling people down to the nth degree, controlling people right where they live. Um, What about what, what, if anything, can we do about criminals policing law-abiding citizens in the form of unvetted illegal aliens being made cops well we need to make sure first of all i realize the feds are going to do their own thing but we need to make sure that every state legislature and every state governor understands the dire consequences to their citizens of doing such you will have a revolt you talk about a revolt then to have to think that you're going to have, allow people to enforce the law who are violating and breaking the law right that dog won't hunt that won't work Right. People will revolt right. to that. And right. we have to, and this is what I'm encouraging people, you have to begin to show action. We've talked about it enough, Karen. Yeah. What is the action that you can show? Begin to call. Make calls to your police chief, your sheriff, uh, your your governor's office. Do we have a militia? Do we have a sheriff's reserve? Do we have a, a police reserve? Mm-hmm. I want to join. And begin to come out in force. And uh, that's the first thing. Second thing is, Every American citizen needs to have a firearm, and we need to demonstrate that. We need to make sure that our local officials, quite frankly, provide education, uh, training classes on how to use it. We need to begin to demand. Local officials? Shouldn't we do that privately? 
We can do it privately, but I want to send a message back that, you know, hey, you're so concerned about firearms, we're going to, as a government, we're going to offer classes in how to be trained in it, how to use it correctly, how to know how to handle a gun. I don't know. That feels like when you got a government trying to uh, disarm the public, I don't think they're going to want to train them in the correct use of guns. I want to go for that, but it's a good point. It's a good point. Michael Letts, CEO and founder of Invest USA. Thank you so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure. Go to his website. What is it? InvestUSA.com? Dot org. Dot org. Dot org. There you go. Dot org. Thank you so much, Michael. Well, we're going to wrap up the show with Carter Clues. I'll tell you about him when we get back. You're listening to The Alan Nathan Show. We'll be right back. The Citizens Award program is one that we started here 25 years ago to honor the businesses that are taking the lead in solving the world's biggest challenges. And what we find they're really doing is using talent, their resources, really digging deep into the expertise they have as a company and putting that work for their communities. This year, uh, we got to honor 11 organizations all over the country. Uh, who are really making a difference in their communities. We cast a wide net. We've got nine categories. We've got um, large business, small business, medium-sized business, civic organizations. And the breadth of what they're doing is just astonishing and inspiring. You've got companies like Medtronic, um, whose employees volunteered um, 190,000 hours in their communities last year. Please go to uschamberfoundation.org. You can take an idea and make it right for the place that you live and the people that you serve. New federal data confirms that illegal, disposable, flavored e-cigarettes drive youth vaping. Here's former Office of National Drug Control Policy Director Gil Kurlikowski. The latest data shows that Chinese-made illegal, disposable vapes marketed in youth enticing flavors are pouring into our country. The DEA has warned that these illegal products can be laced with fentanyl. The FDA must increase enforcement action. Sponsored by Communities United for Smart Policy. My name is Judy Teeter and I'm the mother of three boys. My youngest, Joe, was a great kid. He loved sports, music, and his youth group. One day, Joe asked me to drive him to an after-school event, which was about a mile from our home. I was driving through a green light when a car in cross-traffic ran a red light and drove right into the side of our car, killing Joe. The driver was talking on her phone, so she never even saw the red light. She was so absorbed in her phone call. Before the crash, I didn't realize just talking on a cell phone while driving was so dangerous. Now it's something I think about every day. According to the National Safety Council, about one in four car crashes involves a cell phone. Hands-free is no safer. When you're behind the wheel, put away your phone. For Joe and for the thousands of needless deaths every year, remember, there is no safe way to talk on a cell phone while driving. Find out more at nsc.org slash callskill. Heart valve disease is more common than you or your doctor may think, especially as you get older. It's serious but treatable with the proper diagnosis. If you or a loved one are experiencing shortness of breath, fatigue, chest tightness or pressure, dizziness or fainting, talk to your doctor and ask for an echocardiogram to get diagnosed early and enjoy your best quality of life. Learn more at askforecho.com. That's ask the number four, echo.com. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. 
Feedthepig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to ditch the car and start rollerblading to work. I look ridiculous. You look ridiculous! You don't need to start foraging wild berries. I was skeptical, but these are actually pretty good. You don't need to sell your organs on the black market. Lie back. This is gonna hurt. Yeah, that hurts. You don't need to rent out your apartment to drifters. I made a fire with the wood in your bedroom. That's my dresser! And your closet door. You just need an internet connection. Don't get left behind. Start your personal savings plan with the tips and tools on feedthepig.org. That way, you don't need to sell all your belongings and live in a commune. These dungarees belong to all of us now, Tom. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff. Even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Alan Nathan Show. We're wrapping up this hour with a truly distinguished guest. His name is Carter Clues. He is uh, president of the Constitutional Rights Pack. And uh, I got to get an update on his bio because he also is or used to be the director of communications for Judicial Watch. But my notes, I'm not clear on that. So Carter Clues, thank you so much for joining us here on the Alan Nathan Show. Karen, it's great to be with you again. Thanks so much for having me. Yes. Pleasure. So you are still with Judicial Watch, yes? No. No, no. I left Judicial Watch uh, about two years ago or so. Okay. Finished. Sorry for the outdated notes. Uh, That's all right. That's all right. I was there for Shows years. you how long we've been having you on the program, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, talk about the Constitutional Rights Pack, what you do, and then we'll get into this curious hypocrisy of New York and New Jersey and uh, turning away illegal immigrants while telling everybody, telling people who want borders that they're racist? Well, the Constitutional Rights Pack, rights pack is a right on the forefront of the fight in Washington for total reform, Karen, total reform. I mean, top to bottom, we say, you know, a, a clean sweep with a new broom, uh, term limits, salary caps for members of Congress, just a, a total turnover of what's being done there. Because it's you know it it has become nothing more than than a, uh, a a lifelong sinecure for these politicians. They go there and never go home. You know, John Kennedy once said the problem with being in Washington is he said I, I knew a woman in Boston that had two sons. One went off to war, the other went to Washington, and neither was ever heard of again. Well, uh, we got to put a stop to that. We got to put John a stop Kennedy, to the, the politicians. The poet of the Senate. What well. 
that sounds like a marvelous idea, but now you have a rather malicious government. What are you going to do about the unelected bureaucrats who don't care who gets elected because they're not answerable to the voters anyway? Well, you're you're exactly right, and that is a terrific problem. Uh, They're out of control. And a part of part of the problem with them, though, is that these politicians pass laws that they tell us, well, it'll never be used in this way or that way that we don't want. And then they wink and nudge the bureaucrats and say, go ahead and, and do it. And sick That's them why they pass them. You know, they exactly. figure we'll forget. Remember the Patriot Act. Oh, it, it yes. won't be. Uh, yeah. Same thing. Yeah. And and yeah. and these guys play the long game, and Republicans—I won't call them Republicans—conservatives don't. They can't see down the pike. Sounds like you do. Yeah. Well, thank you. We do. And part of the problem with conservatives right now, and we're going ahead and saying it, is they don't play any game. They talk a game, but they don't play the game. And so what we're having—look, there is no excuse in the world. For Jim Jordan and Mikey Johnson and those others in charge there not to impeach Mayorkas. This man has allowed 11 million illegal alien invaders to cross our border, invited them in, and he's 11? supposed to be in charge of Are you security. sure it isn't more? But, you know, well, I digress. Yeah, minimum, yeah, minimum of 11, and you're right. It could yeah. be many more because many more. they just pour in. They pour in. My wife yeah. is, is, is from Honduras. Uh-huh. And uh, she is she, she's a legal immigrant. I just got her citizenship not long ago. But all of her friends and relatives just know they can walk across. They've or been they invited. Can. Yeah. And, not, and they haven't only just been invited. They've been escorted, put up in hotels, sent to the best places around the country, uh, and uh, rolled the red carpet out for them. Exactly, Karen. And if if Jim Jordan... And Mike Johnson cannot impeach a traitor, and I'm going to call him a traitor, like Alejandro Mayorkas, then what good are they at all? What could be more obvious than this guy has violated his oath of office, and yet they do nothing? So why do you think they won't? Why do you think they won't? Typical Republican cowardice. Typical Republican cowardice. When you call Jim Jordan a Republican coward, then who do we got left, you know? That's a good point. Do we have anybody you left? Um, you know, I, th- I, I I happen to be someone who likes Gates. I think he's tough. I love uh, MTG. I think she is very, very tough. Um, those are the ones who, to me, should be the leaders because they do fight back. And and MTG has tried to to uh, to impeach Mayorkas. Look, Mayorkas, how hard is it to get Mayorkas sitting down and say, I need to ask you a question? Is the fact that you are Cuban by birth, does it have anything to do with your betraying our nation to the Latino population? Yeah. It's a fact of yeah. the matter. Once upon We're, a time, Cubans were anti-communist. But do you remember several years ago when uh, the only illegal aliens America didn't want were anti-communist Cubans? Do you remember that? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, precisely. Yeah, they'll they'll import anybody who loves socialism, but they won't import anybody who loves liberty. And, and you know, Karen, this problem is so funny that we're talking about this because I just wrote a piece for for uh, Constitu- constitutional rights pack this morning called the Poyo Factor. Okay, 
The point chicken? Very, it, it, That's the yeah, Spanish the word for chicken, right? You, you, are, you are precisely right. <laughs> okay. It sounds funny, but it's very serious because here's what prompted it. Yesterday morning, my wife and I got up. She looked out the back window and she said, Amor, it's pollo in backyard. There's a chicken in our backyard. Now, I live uh, in the city of York, okay? Yeah. Well, the reason it's there, Karen, is because it hopped our six-foot fence because our Mexican neighbors have a whole flock of chickens, uh, okay? Uh, now, okay. It's, Ill, it's illegal by city, county, and state law. But here's what the pollo factor is, and this is very important for people to understand, and it puts in perspective what Mayorkas and, and toxic Joe Biden have done. The Latino people, out of no spite whatsoever, have no intention of abiding by our laws because they don't believe in them. They don't believe well, in them. Well, and nobody's forcing them to. Um, no. I, I get no. that, but I, I also worry— I mean, we don't have too much time. In fact, we almost very little. Uh, the number of true terrorists that they're hiding in the populations of um, illegal Latino immigrants uh, in order to terrorize the citizenry. What about that? Well, you're absolutely right. At Thanksgiving, my wife and I went to the homes of some people who are from one of these countries that is riddled with terrorism, right? Pakistan. Right. All of them right. there looked exactly like her. Yeah. So, of course, yeah. they're sneaking it's in. It's not with a the racist thing, but uh, boy, we were just getting started there. Carter Clues, how can people find you at the Constitutional Rights Pack? ConstitutionalRightsPack.com, Karen. Thanks so much. Thank you, Carter Clues. Well, that wraps up this edition of the Alan Nathan Show on the Main Street Radio Network. All I can say is stay strong, be brave, tune in again. The opinions you hear on the Main Street Radio Network are those of the host, callers, and guests, and not necessarily those of the station, Main Street Radio Network, its management, or advertisers. The information on the Main Street Radio Network does not constitute a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or securities. So please, consult a professional before investing. If you have any questions or comments about Main Street Radio Network, contact us at 703-719-0433 or at our website, MainStreetRadioNetwork.com.